we're going to be discussing Fear of Music, which is the third album by American rock band Talking Heads. Talking Heads are a punk rock and new wave band from New York City. They're led by lead songwriter and vocalist David Byrne, with Chris France on drums, Tina Wymouth on bass, and Jerry Harrison on keyboards and guitar. Yeah. Also important to note that production on this was primarily handled by the legendary Brian Eno. Of course. Brian Eno. You know him. He's a basically people consider him the father of ambient music he's produced on tons of records and he's produced on other important new wave records too yeah um devo uh are we not men is a great example and yeah he produced their debut yeah probably his most notable most probably his most notable rock collaboration is david bowie's berlin trilogy right famously low, low heroes and lodger right which are, you know, some of David Bowie's best records. So yeah. he's definitely an incredible artist. Yeah. Worked with Fripp on a lot of his stuff, too. Yeah, and Fripp plays a little guitar here. Oh, um, does he? I was going to yeah. ask, because some of this is very, like, Fripp-esque, yeah. like, disciplinary. At the very least on Azimbra, maybe more. All right, interesting to know. Well, Fripp there with his Eno connection. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I mean, Stalking Hits' third album came out in 1979. Uh, kind of goes in a more studio experimentation direction right which more i assume is like doing part to brian eno's yeah get a little more sophisticated right um their first two albums were fantastic uh no brian eno involvement on their debut talking heads 77 and then for the most part just this pretty standard punk rock yeah it's pretty raw but it's like it's pretty arty stuff I really, mm-hmm. enjoy, I really enjoy that. Yeah, uh, love, love Pulled Up, Psycho Killer is one of their most yeah. popular songs ever. And yeah, their breakout from, hit. That's from, that's from 77. Uh, I love Pulled Up from there as well. And then they follow that up um, by st- beginning their work with Brian Eno on songs about buildings and food. Right. Love which, that record as well. Yeah, it goes in a little more arty direction. I'd and say this I'd say this continues. Yeah, it continues it. And and they continue it all the way into Remain in Light to Speaking in Tongues. I'd yeah, say, like so, increasing experimentation in the studio. Yeah, and that's part of the appeal of this album for both of us, um, how it kind of... is a crossroads between yeah. their earlier and later sounds, yeah. maybe. A lot of... Many lesser bands would kind of have, like, what would be called a transitional album. And I guess this is that on technicality, but sure. it, kind of, it kind of stands on its own a little better as kind of, like, a summation of their sound. Like, it's very, it's very representative as kind of a middle Of talking point. heads. Yeah. As a whole... Yeah, yeah, so a good place to start if you haven't listened to Talking Heads for any reason. <laughs> yeah. So we can jump right into it. Uh, with I Zimbra. Yeah, that's which, our opener. Which uh, is interesting. Tons of world influence. Like, I know David Byrne yeah. said himself, he like takes a lot of inspiration from the rhythms of world music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, this has, like, all kinds of polyrhythms, which was their main experimentation on the album that followed, Remain in Light. That's something sure. that's definitely interesting to me, is kind of looking at... Like how much this sounds like, a little bit like say the Great Curve or something on right. Like Light. this particular track. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like this is definitely probably the biggest hint of like where they would be going in the future. Yeah, it's just super exotic and tons of percussive elements like mm-hmm. bongos, you name it, just in the mix. Yeah, and a, just a killer little guitar riff. <laughs> and it kind of like it kind of like comes in and like kicks, kind of keeps kicking up. Right. Like I know at the end of the song, there's a big crescendo where the guitar just completely fades out and comes back in and gets even louder than ever uh-huh absolutely i yeah. love that part yeah so and effective complete nonsense lyrics by david byrne right just being shouted all throughout like yeah if you're not listening too closely you wouldn't notice but they're just completely like sounds like a made-up language yeah and I mean, that's that's a good place to jump in and talk about how 
distinct David Byrne's vocal style is. Right. Which like, is incredibly distinct. And also, we talk about his lyrics, which I think are just as distinct. Oh, yeah. Like, they're just so... I, I can't even explain I mean, them. yeah, lyrically... I mean, the, Fear, Fear of Music is the title of this album, and fear is kind of like the main motif of David Byrne is just expressing anxiety. Right, this, ang- this record like, is so angsty, which I guess is like a new wave kind of thing. But yeah, like he's just he's just so nervous and like like anxious and upset about all these different things. Right, and his, sometimes it's kind of questionable, but... Yeah, like, and some, air. like, his... Yeah, like yeah, air's air's a great example. How he's some people would never tell you about air, man. There, there's literally a song on how he's afraid of air <laughs> on this one, um, and his his vocal style really lends itself to that, where he's he's super tense, right? Um, kind of yelps at times, like a little bit yelp. He's like half talking, half singing at times. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes he leans into like a little more like chanting or spoken word territory. I guess right, like some yeah, yeah. And he's always something you know, like on songs that are repetitive. He'll, he'll always be changing up his delivery. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. He always he always breaks out into a new little cadence or something. Yeah. Exactly. Or like inflection. Right. So he's he's really like the star of the show in a lot of these tracks, uh-huh. I'd say. And it's his vocal performances. Like we, we described him as kind of yelpy, but it's kind of interesting that he also has like kind of a deeper voice, I guess. Right. Like so, it just creates like a little. Uh, yeah, he's definitely yeah, a dynamic yeah. vocalist. He's yeah, definitely, and, and that's the thing. He can really, uh, he can really sing too. Like in, like Heaven, I think is a great example of that. Right on where he he has a, when he's just singing normally, he has a very nice voice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely one of my favorite rock vocalists ever. Right, I, I, he's kind of like the the classic, like alternative vocalist. Absolutely, yeah. Like he, he kind, it's just like the classic. Yeah, man, David Byrne. It's what you think of when you think of a new wave vocalist, really, like that energy. And he's a great performer too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll, I'll come back to this towards the end probably, but there are a lot of most of this album is available streaming in a live version on the live performance compilation. The name of this band is Talking Heads. Um, some really fantastic stuff there. I would definitely recommend checking that out, and I will come back to that. All right, but yeah. Track two is called Mind. Yeah, um, I love this track. I, I think this album starts off with, like, until track seven, I think it's just amazing. It's just bangers, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to describe Mind, like... Yeah, my, I mean, so, like, it has that little keyboard hit, right? Like, bing! Yeah, like, and on then, beat one. And then just, like, this really cool, like, I guess the guitar and the bass, it's kind of hard for me to discern, but I guess both of them kind of, like... Do, 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 do. Sounds like it's like walking downstairs really fast. And I just da, love that da, little. Da, 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 da. It's kind of like a full circle, like chromatic thing. Yeah, I love that little like descending feel. And it's, it's just so unique. And like, like it, the way I describe it, like the song develops. There's like a keyboard hit on beat one. Like Adam was saying, like a keys hit, but it, it almost sounds like like the reverb of the hit is like what you're hearing. Like, it's just like yeah. a like kind of like horny yeah, type quality yeah. comes like, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. You know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah. Like, you don't hear, like, the... the I, Yeah, exactly. It doesn't the sound like... Of the, it doesn't sound... Of there's the no key. percussive element to it. Right. It's just, like, the little chord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's exactly. a good way to put it. Like, you don't hear, like, the initial chord, like, strike, but you just hear the... Yeah. Yeah, so... And then it does a little, like, descending feel. And then it's just a bunch of little cool tricks there. 
I love the uh, the chorus, the the mind. I can't change your mind, and then they repeat mind, and every time they repeat mind, it's like another David Byrne is in there, another mind. Right, and it's like every time he says mind, it's even more intense yeah. and, and drawn out. On the chorus, he sounds like he sounds so resigned. Right, like, I need something to change your mind, and he just sounds like he just sounds so down about it sometimes. And some, I mean, these lyrics are crazy. Just talking about being stubborn, like science can't change your mind, drugs won't change you, I can't yeah. change you, what can change you? Yeah. I love the little the little solo to end it as well. Oh, oh my gosh! It, has a, it just has a really cool, distinct sound to it. Sounds like kind of crunchy a little bit, I guess. Like, yeah. Uh, what I'll say is like the instrumental, like breaks and guitar solos. They're so quirky on this record. Like this one, when you hear "Mind," when them they're saying like "Mind, Mind, Mind," it's like just building up, and finally at the very end of the song, David Byrne sounds like he's like gonna cry. He's like "Mind." Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you hear this huge, kind of like, fat, crunchy tone. Yeah, it's just like it's so effective. Yeah, and that's not even like something that's typically in their wheelhouse, which makes it even like more cool to kind of break it out. Like it kind of sounds like the fact that he's not like that over the edge vocally on this one. Mm-hmm. Like he's relatively restrained and calm, and then it just kind of like he kind of picks up a little bit, and then it breaks out into that solo. Exactly, kind of it just like makes a it, nice culmination. It makes it so effective. Like on its own, it's just like a repetitive lick, but. Since it's it's just so effective at the end of the song when you've exactly. been waiting for it. Exactly. And the t- like I said, the tone is just awesome on it. Yeah, it's really crunchy sounding. It sounds really good. Yeah. Cuts right through. Track three is Paper. Yeah, the, I love this song too. It starts out with like a, a spanky guitar lick with a ton of reverb, reverb yeah. and echo. And, yeah, that sounds totally like something they would have played um, as like kind of the main riff on 77. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. yeah, it's a very, very early Talking Heads little riff. And then it kind of plays that with no drums or bass, and it sounds super clear. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into the like the main song, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like there's little, I guess he, he kind of does the chorus with that little uh, that little guitar riff, mm-hmm. and it, the the main song is just like super tense and yeah, I love the yeah, like during the the verses, know? the the guitar parts. It's just like so new wave, like how many layers there is. It's like mm-hmm. it just sounds so thick and crunchy mm-hmm. with that awesome guitar tone. Yeah, and just super and like that's that's something I really love about their music, like how well they're able to like convey that like constant tension. Sure. Yeah. Within it, yeah, just like the, just the music itself sounds on edge. Right. It's a perfect example of that. And then they it's super satisfying when they break it. It's kind of the result of right. that. When the drums and everything cut out, and it's just that on the chorus, like um, like that main riff, it it just cuts really through, and like even the bass parts, like in the song, I really like how um, during the main riff, they're they're just like holding on these these long notes, giving it some body, but then during the the verses where the guitar part gets really tense and agitated, it's like the bass line becomes super active. Mm. I really like that. It's Mm -hmm. really effective playing. Yeah, cool lyrics too. Mm-hmm. Like I love um, how he just kind of ends on the note of like, "Only I can fit it mm-hmm. on the paper." <laughs> it's like that's just such an anxiety thing. Like, like I can't get it on the paper. Oh God, I can't write everything I want to write. Right. Like it, it just seems like such a trivial thing. Like not life and death or anything. But right, he's just freaking out about writing something down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love this song. Really good. Yeah, track four is called. Cities. David oh. Burns got to find himself a city to live in. This is probably my one of my favorite tracks off the album for yeah, sure. This is like this, and then Life During Wartime, which follows it up. Like it's ridiculous to go those two back to back. Like it, it's just so insane to be able to do that. Just like 
within new wave and within like art punk type stuff just that level of pop songwriting is unreal right to have that there it, it, it's so funky this song it's almost like a disco like yeah. and i know tune. i know you always you don't like uh fade out but this one fades in which is not something right it fades really in and hear. fades out yeah <laughs> i mean it, you know a lot of stuff in the late 70s just always fades out and in this kind of does that a little bit too on a lot of the tracks yeah, but yeah, there's no who cares the songwriting's so good yeah yeah, yeah I don't very, really care. very very trivial thing but yeah I love that's just so interesting to me like a fade in is not normal to do at all right I love the way this fades in with the you hear like these on the city sounds like sirens you know crazy chaotic noises mm-hmm. and then as soon as David Burns starts singing the whole thing just gets full and the bass comes in it just sounds huge yeah my fate like this song is so this song is remarkable to me in that every single like tone like the keyboards and the guitars that's just like exactly how I want keyboards and guitars to sound oh, like the little the like dun 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 the keyboards like the little keyboard chords just sound so pleasant and then the guitar kind of is like like chopping and like mm. like going all the time right which has like such a nice little little sound to it right kind of ringing a little bit sounds awesome I love this song. Like, I just think it's so catchy. Like, the chorus. Good points, bad points, but it all works out. Sometimes I'm a little freaked out. I'll find a city and find myself a city to live in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the delivery on that every time is slightly different if you listen. Oh, yeah. As he goes on, he goes, like, he gets, gets, he gets more horse. and more chaotic. He yeah. gets hoarse. Good points. It's like, some good points. <laughs> like, kind of like that. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, on some of the verses, he's kind of like a little worse, like almost a little mumbly. And then those choruses, he's like full volume, like kind of like snaps into it. Right, and the verses, it, it almost sounds like he's he's going like crazy. Like so, some of the lyrics, like <laughs> oh, that, yeah. the ice cream factory or dry ice factory, something like that's a good place to get thinking done. Memphis, I forgot to mention Memphis, <laughs> home of Elvis and the ancient Greeks. Yeah, just like that that sense of uh, like, oh God, I can't pick. Like I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it, it's just so good. It's just such an interesting concept, like a song about your anxiety, but it's just talking about like cities to live in yeah it's how you yeah, <laughs> deal with it. it like Ben said this is one of the more remarkable vocal performances yeah it's probably my favorite I'd have to if I had to pinpoint one just because it's like and I and if you listen to the bonus tracks like you can tell that David Byrne has like a specific vision for how he's delivering these choruses and it's like mm-hmm. it's like the same even on like some of the outtakes yeah yeah you know, he's very like very much on purpose yeah very artistically minded I think yeah. that's something that Eno helped them a lot with just kind of pushing them the vision, to be, yeah, like the be like have your own like solid vision and really be pursuing it in a creative way, right? Yeah, of course, you know the master of pursuing a sound or an atmosphere oh, yeah. or a feeling. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah, we can we can talk a little about some Eno solo stuff at the end. Yeah, sure. Time, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like I said, to follow that up with Life During Wartime, which was I think a pretty a, big hit, right? I think at this point, yeah. I mean, their biggest hit other than like Psycho Killer, I sure. Know. Maybe take me to the river. Or once in a lifetime. Well, that didn't come out. Oh, oh, you're talking, oh, you're talking yeah. up to now. At, up to at now. the point, yeah. One of their biggest oh, hits. Oh, okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. I thought you meant period. Yeah, this is one of their most, more like, lyrically dense. Right. Yeah, like it's, like a lot of, a lot of lyrics. <laughs> right. Um, Kind of tells, just really vivid imagery. Very dark. Just right. creates that image of a, uh, like life during wartime. Like just pure chaos. Like trying to survive. It, and I think he's like, I think he's just talking about like dealing with being in like a famous band and being more and more busy, right? I guess so. Because yeah. I mean, there's lines where he's like, "No time for CBGB," you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a cool line. And to me, like, I love it when bands do stuff like that, um, where they're kind of telling a story, right? 
but just like a raw storytelling track for me doesn't really work outside of hip-hop <laughs> like i don't i don't really enjoy that kind of thing in, in rock quite as much but just painting a picture with the imagery to me like they do here is to me way more enjoyable hmm. would you say you're not a fan of like dylan and stuff that kind of storytelling well i guess i mean dylan's just like pretty consistently more abstract and I guess sure. folk's a little different, I guess, because that's kind of the point of a lot of the genre. Right. But yeah, Dylan, again, like Dylan also employs that a lot, like a ton of figurative language right. and imagery and stuff. Sure. Gotcha. I just thought that was a funny thing to say. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, that chorus is oh, so, so awesome. <laughs> like that's, that's just phenomenal. Like to just come in, I, I, that's kind of iconic. I, mean, I think that's part of why the song is so big. Um, Come in, that amazing chorus. Yeah, this ain't no party. This, this ain't, ain't no, no disco. Yeah, it, it, I think it's funny when he says this ain't no disco, but it obviously has tons of disco influence. Oh yeah, it's so that, funny. That's something we kind of we kind of neglected to mention on cities and this track especially. I mean, that's where it stands out the most to me. Part of what makes these such great, like just such hits, is, how danceable um, they are. Yeah, the rhythm section's ridiculous. Right, and you know, as we were saying earlier with David Burns, you know, world influence. I think his sense of rhythm is like super interesting oh yeah like, I mean yeah tons of credit to Chris France and Tina Weymouth as well right for just being like have such having such good chemistry right uh, they were married at this time <laughs> interesting um, um, yeah, so. could be part of Weymouth's bass lines are like I forgot to mention that too they're they're one of my favorite parts about like talking heads music they're always so bouncy right like in this album they're particularly like wiggly I, I don't know if that's the right word yeah no, like, I, I know exactly what you mean yeah like they just kind of they're just like a little more kind of whimsical, kind of come to the forefront a little more on this album. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I always hear them cutting through. Yeah, at least until they get like full funk on uh, speaking in tongues. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd, I'd say on Remain in Light, the percussion kind of takes more of the more of the spotlight in terms of rhythm. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I mean, tons yeah, of yeah, tons of disco and dance influence on this one. Uh, cities and life during wartime, especially. Right. Yeah, I love the little, uh, I guess, kind of horns on this one as well. I guess it kind of sounds like horns. It could even be guitar or the keyboards. I'm trying to think. I think it like I know like the main guitar is like you know what I mean. It's got like kind of like that chromatic like I don't know. It's just kind of groovy. I say groovy a lot. I'm trying to think of a more specific word, but it's just so dang groovy. The guitar look. I get you. Yeah. But I again like the choruses. Every time it's like David Byrne has a different inflection. It's yeah, like every time it's more impactful. And changes the lines up, too. Like Ben said, um, on that first chorus, he says, no time for dancing or lovey-dovey. I ain't got time for that now. Um, on the second chorus, he says, no time. This ain't no mud club or CBGB, which are New York clubs that got their starts. Uh, Seems kind of a like a big diss for the place you got your start. I guess. Right? I mean, I think a lot of these is kind of playing characters a little bit, though. Yeah, like, obviously, he's not afraid of air or afraid of animals. Right, it's just songwriting. It's yeah. just like what sounds good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, yeah, I think that kind of contributes to, like, like Mud Club and CBG, like CBGB especially, like that's them. Like that's where they come from. Right. It's like, oh God, like everything's going to hell. Like this is horrible. <laughs> like I ain't got time for that now. Right. Gee, yeah, I guess you could look at it in that way. Like I don't even have time for CBGB anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And we've, we've talked a little bit about CBGB with our episode on television. television yeah. Moon. Many, yeah. many new wave and yeah. punk bands getting their start there. Absolutely. Yes, I think I can't even remember if that's that ends the side or not, but regardless, goes to memories. Can't wait. 
I love this track. Memories Can't Wait is so cool. So maybe this is where this and Drugs, the closer, are probably where the Eno. And yeah, I was about to say, like, tons of Eno influence yeah. on this. Because they're, they're so, there's like, there's like little voices swirling around Burn. There's just so many little effects. Yeah, like, um, most notably for me is definitely like the downer effect on his voice. Like when he mm. gives a line that you hear in the background, the line decaying, but downshifting in pitch as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you'll hear the last word like here, like go uh, down sort of like that. Mm. And it just creates like this super sinister and huge like swirling yeah, everything, Everything's super echoey. Yeah, and the guitars, like the guitar is very low. Doom, right. Doom. I, I guess not, I, I just think like, not low in volume, but like, not high pitched like a low yeah they're definitely low, on like this bottom strings hitting yeah, some exactly. power chords exactly um like I think like after these two like funky track cities and life during wartime it's like I like that rocky riff to start off the da 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 um at times this almost sounds like gothic rocky to me like it gets hmm. so sinister and evil sounding yeah. at certain yeah. points in the song just for certain points and you're like wow this sounds like could have been like a moment from the Cure, like a Cure album sure yeah I can see that for sure and I love his delivery on the, I guess the, the chorus, like I can never quit. Mm-hmm. It just sounds so like, like it just gets so soft. Right. It just kind of sounds like so that sounds so melancholy. It's awesome. Yeah, like so some of the sections just have like a lot of variety in themselves. Uh huh. Yeah, again, just kind of contributing to that very creative and arty feel. I like the uh, the bridge on this song. It has a. Like everything's very quiet and like there's a different chord progression. The chord progression is really oh crazy. yeah, we're like the end, like the little outro. It kind of has quiet. like it kind of has like a little. Uh, there's just, like some kind of guitar like, mm-hmm. um, and then it, yeah, the chords change. All that like atmosphere kind of dissipates, right? And, and it kind of gets more relaxed. Oh yeah, it's it's way more relaxed. And Burn is like, he's like he's singing, not really uh, not really yelping. Um, kind of more traditional singing mm-hmm. and to me that little like that has the effect of sounding like like clouds parting man like oh sure and, like the the chord progression just gets more positive and that atmosphere kind of dissipates everything just sounds so much more like bright and sunny even though it's still pretty slow it's the same pace right um yeah that's just such a pretty little moment i love that that's just a nice little trick they pull right yeah i love this song i i just really love the uh like the chaos in this song in particular just mm-hmm. so much more like sinister than any of the other ones or I'd say Absolutely. like the other ones are angsty this one is like evil sounding sure <laughs> yeah. that's followed up by Air what do you think of this track? I love Air it's pretty funky after yeah like, that's, that, that has a really nice rhythm as well really nice bass line for me yeah Air's cool has a has a little uh, background singers Oh yeah, yeah. On the the chorus, this sort of yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what stands just, out just saying air, <laughs> yeah air. Um, what stands out to me is uh the keys on the the verses the ba da da It it oh yeah. It almost sounds like 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 a static electricity to me. Huh. Probably yeah. a Brian Eno, uh, addition, but it just sure. sounds super like I don't know. Like static yeah, and and stuff and like poppy. that. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that with the vocals too, with like just the added vocals, just gives it such a pretty feel, with that danciness, mm-hmm. and uh, like that's just not something they had done before. That's new territory for them. I love the, 
the way the, the, the first lyric on this track, like, what does he say? Hit me in the face. I run faster. You know, his hit Burns vocals to counteract that prettiness, I guess, just a little bit of contrast are kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, faster, faster, faster. Yeah, he does the thing a lot where he'll, like, say a word and then just repeat it. Like, faster, faster, faster. He does it later. Um, I love the, uh, the chorus, how he goes into... I can hurt you too. Like that's such a like a bellowing vocal performance. Yeah, like the most singing he probably gets on the album, other than Heaven, for sure. Yeah, and that that, that that's such interesting lyrics. Like that just, like just so well represents all the like nervousness and mm-hmm. tension. Like some people say not to worry about the air. Some people never had experience with. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to the the background singers. Air. I love the uh, like what's happening to my skin. Where was the protection that I needed? Like it just gets everything gets really delicate in that moment, and the guitar part gets all sensual, and it's just so gorgeous. Yeah, man. With yeah, some major yeah. tonalities. Nice stuff. Nice. I really love that yeah. part. Yeah, air's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorites on the second side, the second half of it. Yeah, definitely. It ties it together for me. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Yeah. Let's follow it up by Heaven. So Heaven, I'd say, is like the first song of the album where it's not my favorite. Okay, yeah. This is almost zero of that like tension or punky feel. Definitely. It's a little more ballad style. Yeah. And to me, bit. some of that guitar sounds a little like it's it's not a country song, but has a little bit of country, hmm. like all country twang, I guess. Sure. Yeah, I like, can see that. Like, Ten, fifteen years early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can see that sort of. Um. Yeah, I mean. Just, just this song, it's like, it doesn't stand out to me when I think back on yeah, all the tracks. I understand that. To me, it's just like, yeah. I, yeah, I, it's I definitely It's a little bit repetitive, that. I think, is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy having Burn taking a break from, like, the crazy vocals and just kind of just singing give a, a little classic bit. Yeah, a little, a little classic singing. Um, To me, this is one of the more interesting lyrical tracks. Right, um, talking about a heaven is a bar and stuff. Yeah, like heaven is a and the the main chorus, uh, heaven is a place, a place where nothing, nothing ever happens. Yeah, it's a quite a nice chorus actually. Yeah, and to me, like just all of that, um, like it's hard to imagine that nothing at all could be so exciting, could be this much fun. Is just him going like like a step further and saying like 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 absolutely nothing happening to me would be the most pleasing thing because I just can't handle normal life. Dang. Right. That's the only thing that can calm my anxieties is nothing. I guess so, yeah. Like, I should be, I should be less on edge if nothing were happening. That would be it's heaven, a heaven for David Byrne is, like, a day where nothing happens. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and that's... Yeah, that just, is an interesting lyric. Like, heaven is nothing. That, just painting that picture is really interesting. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a little slow. Maybe a little long. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just kind of seems really repetitive. A little yeah. bit. It's, it's, yeah, it's far from the best track on here, but I definitely enjoy it. Yeah, but of course that you know that really nice chorus holds it together. So yeah, not a bad song, but if it wasn't a Talking Heads song, I don't know if I would love it. That's fair. Yeah, that is a good point. If it were just like a normal rock, if, if this like, was like the first song I heard from some band, I'd be like, it's eh. pretty good. You know. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I wouldn't. Be, I would I nothing would make me want to listen to that rest of the album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could be the worst song ever, and I'd be like. Yeah, all right. Album's still good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're we're talking heads, guys. If you can't tell. Right. Yeah. We're we're talking heads heads. <laughs> heads heads. <laughs> yeah, man. 
Sure. So that's followed up by Animals. Yeah, I really like this track, actually. Yeah. This one almost plays like... Like, he, he's being a little, like, tongue-in-cheek with right. this one. Like, he's getting a little satirical with the anxiety. Right. Uh, just just saying, like, like I'm afraid of animals, guys. Make every animal. He's basically like, like, animals are trash, guys. Like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Kind of like he's threatened by animals. And <laughs> like, animals think they understand. Trusting them, a big mistake. <laughs> animals want to change my life. I will ignore animals' advice. <laughs> right. Just, like, what that, does that that's, mean? Uh, that's our second verse here. But yeah, he's the the song is so like sparse. This is like one of yeah, those like, really thin sparse, songs. Really, really tense and herky jerky. The the guitar part is extremely angular, is what I yeah. call it. Like very desolate and angular. For sure. Yeah. Very like angry sounding. Yeah, it never gets like never gets like fully like strummed and except for the choruses, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the verses, it's just kind of do do do. It's just kind of like it's playing like, along, rah, kind of. Rah, rah, rah. I don't know, just doing weird si- yeah, like guess, slides, glisses up and down the fretboard. Yeah, playing. I guess I guess restraint is playing. probably how I'd characterize the instrumental for most of it. Sure. Like I, I don't think there's any bass till the end of the song. Mm, okay. So the first time you listen to this album, this song's kind of a kind of like a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I can get that. So it starts off really sparse, and then. It kind of has this repetitive fade out that turns into a really oh, yeah. funky. Yeah, so Burn is, and like, that's when all the instrumentation finally comes in is at the end. Yeah, Burn is like Burn is like super unhinged here as well on yeah, his vocals. Like he's almost growling. I at love times. the vocal performance. Yeah, it's it's really impressive. Like when he says they're never there when you need them, it's just like it sounds like he was like left in the desert to rot by his dog, <laughs> by a camel or something. My camel they're never there the when you need me. them. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Chaotic. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a good performance. Provides a nice contrast with that kind of a little more subdued, right? Al- albeit very tense and angular. Yeah, David uh, Byrne even instrumental like, track, like growling, like <gasps> like at different parts. Yeah, it's and crazy. then the the outro it kind of builds up, and all these instruments come in, like Ben said. Like the really, bass finally comes in, more guitar really, parts. It gets really out. funky. Like it almost sounds like a different song, but it's it has like a clear development to that point. Right, and it, it almost like. I don't want to say it builds up in tempo, but it definitely like kind of builds maybe in sure, volume yeah. or something. Yeah, they see they like he, he, Bergen gets a little chanty, right? It's like a little, chant. There's like a little like bad bad, like little little melody kind of finds its bad, way in there bad. towards the end. It's just really really dancey. Lame right, and the delivery is really song. important too. Like, kind of rhymes like worry with Harry. You know what I mean? It's uh-huh. just more the delivery that makes it. Yeah, that's a. That's a, that's a dense and very interesting track for being as short as it is. Right. Like, that's kind of your designated, like, short goof-off track. And he's kind of just being a little a little playful and tongue-in-cheek with his lyrics. But then it, it's still just so cool, so interesting. Yeah, really like animals. Absolutely. So. All right. That's followed by Electric Guitar. And for me, this is another kind of eh track. You think so? Yeah. This and Heaven are my, my, I'd say my least favorite from the album. I'd say Electric Guitar is my least favorite. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's good. I, like, again, those songs are maybe a little less interesting are probably their most interesting in terms of lyrical content. Uh, to me, this is fascinating because this is just like, like... They're taking Electric Guitar to court, right? Yeah, because I mean, if you, <laughs> you think about it, it burns a rock musician. Uh, electric yep. Guitar is what he does. Like, that's his... That's his job. It's kind of his life. Um, so the idea of like electric guitar being under attack, just like to me, that's kind of the culmination of all the different tensions and anxieties and fears on the album. Huh. That he's just like, 
He's now a, my way of life itself is being yeah, threatened. Like, like I'm, or like even just like he's afraid of it. It could be that as well. Um, the idea of like he just kind of mumbles like judge and the jury, twelve members of the jury. <laughs> <laughs> is this a crime? against the state mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like he's just he's like terrified that he's committing a crime or something like that right. that like yeah stuff like that is the lyrics like... are so goofy but they do have some meaning in them mm-hmm. I just think it's really funny he's like it's a crime to play electric guitar or something like that like what does he say yeah. it's a crime to listen to electric guitar yeah, never like listen to yeah. electric guitar someone controls electric guitar <laughs> yeah like <laughs> I really like uh, control the yeah. guitar again those verses are a little uh kind of sounds like the mumbling kind of verges on sounding aimless to the point where it's like alright that could have been a little better mm. um, to me that's kind of my main complaint but I love how kind of sinister and plotting the bass yeah it's even got a bum bum ba dum you know kind of yeah. trugs along mm-hmm. it's a little cartoony like you think about it that way now that I think about it yeah like yeah just to me the, the instrumentation like conveys, horns maybe sure. like digital horns yeah, yeah. like the bum bum yeah I know what you're about yeah, like to me that the instrumentation kind of conveys like a very dystopian mm. image in mm. my mind at least. That's kind of my connection. Yeah, that's it. interesting. Right. Yeah. Like nineteen eighty four or something like that. Hmm. This is a crime against the state. Kind of reminds in that you say that kind of reminds me of like parts of the wall maybe. Hmm. Okay. Because I know that's like kind of that image. Same year, well. right? Seventy nine. I I'd have to check on that. Is, maybe, it, is maybe the wall seventy nine? Maybe eighty. On the wall. Yeah, the wall might be 80. Okay. Interesting. Either way. That's weird to think about that Talking Heads and Pink Floyd be around at the same time. Or right. Or just like making music at the same time. I don't know why that sounds weird to me, but... Right. Yeah, there's a lot of artists that interlap that you wouldn't think do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our closer is Drugs. It, it, yeah, so Drugs is a great song. Like, for me, this like ties it back together after mm-hmm. maybe a couple weaker yeah. tracks. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very quiet. Mm-hmm. Super quiet track, mostly like bass driven. Right. And David Byrne driven. Very sure. slow. It's like, I and mean, it's almost six minutes. Yeah, for me, it doesn't like feel that long though. Not honestly. at all. Yeah. Like, and like we were saying earlier, this has a lot of Brian Eno on it. Absolutely, it, it's very so atmospheric. Um, at this point, Brian Eno kind of gone. Like he, he's really making ambient music at this point. Mm-hmm. A lot of electronic, like tape loops and stuff like that, um, just creates that sense of atmosphere that I think is is really cool. Yeah, like I, I don't know how to describe like one of the main kind of riffs, I guess, of the song. It's it's got all these like air, like wind pitched wind sort of howling in hmm. it. Like I don't know how else to describe it. It just yeah, kind of like soars that. between you know the earphones. Really, kind of tickles your ears. Like yeah. if you have a nice set of headphones, all on. the little. Uh, all the little, like guitar and bass points that kind of drop in, mm-hmm. um, in that slowness have a really like big echo to them as well. Mm-hmm. Almost sound a couple of them sound like water dropping, right? In like a cave or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and like the lyrics too. It's like there's ports or like when, especially on the the delivery of electricity. Like mm-hmm. it, it almost sounds like a whisper, like he's saying electricity. Like that, <laughs> yeah. Man. It's just like it's just super. It's super weird song. I think it kind of sticks out compared to the rest. Uh-huh. Something about it. I'm not. Yeah, quite not sure. in a bad way though. Like to me, no, that's, not that's a perfect way to close. Just right. Like kind of like really like 
quiet and weird and restrained. Right. It's like it's like the whole song you're kind of like waiting for something to happen almost. Mm, but yeah, like that that kind of and that kind of like that tension. Mm. Like it, it never fully pays off, but it just sounds really great. And you know, like tension, the ending is insane of this album. The way drugs ends with this crazy guitar. Oh yeah, kind of a solo, I guess. <laughs> just like super off kilter. Yeah, I don't know if it's two guitars. It sounds kind of like two, but it's just it's all rhythmically very tight. But other than that, it just sounds like they're playing like Almost purposely notes, yeah. wrong notes. It just sounds so tense. And if you know, you listen to it all the way out because it fades out with this crazy tense guitar riffage. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like the solo. It's like it's still banging and it gets more driven actually. Like there's more overdrive as it plays out. So like I always like like listening to it all the way till I can't hear it because it's like that good. Mm-hmm. Like, but I love the way it leaves you. It's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, it's kind of a weird feeling. Right. It just kind of makes you anxious, like hearing that cranky guitar like lead you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And to me, this album that's kind of a nice segue into our next little little portion here is that this sounds like a lot like the back half of Remaining Light to me. Like sure. I said, this is another really good like indicator or hint of their direction they would be going in sure like i understand the first side of remaining light was supposed to like like wasn't it composed different to the second i don't know it it, it just is a little different like i know like, like there's tons I, of like rhythmic layering yeah, on the first it's, side it's just the a second lot. side's a lot more ambient yeah that's probably fair to say yeah, yeah. it's a lot, a lot yeah, spacier. The, the side b of remaining light sounds more like this yeah um and side a of remaining light sounds more like izimbra yeah, that's in terms, good of, put in it. terms of instrumentation, so kind of kind of two good hints here of the direction they would go in. Yeah, like which, closer in the end. which, remaining like to me is probably still their best album. Okay. Like something like it's hard hard to go against Born Under Punches. Yeah, Born Under Punches is hard phenomenal. To, hard to choose against that. Once in a lifetime, great curve. Hard to choose against. Yeah, that. that's but, a that's a hefty lineup. But to me, like, yeah, Fear of Music is probably like we alluded to earlier probably the most representative of like all the different aspects of talking heads right like when you include this like the their first two albums their, their punk roots this right. kind of a little bit more of that on really display well. here maybe absolutely so, yeah yeah it all, yeah all comes together here very nicely yeah fear music is probably yeah i'd probably say it's my second favorite talking head albums it, yeah. it's hard to i've been listening to this so much i've it's grown on me a lot, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to pick between that and Remain in Light. Yeah, very great. Very great albums. Yeah. 10 out of 10 albums for me. For sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And they have, like, their first five studio albums to me are all fantastic. Yeah, solid, and solid just great, Just great live stuff. Uh, like I alluded to earlier, the name of this band is Talking Heads. is a live album compilation. Um, a lot of different, A lot of different concerts. But fantastic versions of uh, drugs. I really like the version of air. I really like animals on there. Um, Memories can't wait is solid too, but I probably prefer the studio version a little bit better. Hmm. Um, animals they change up a good bit on there, and it sounds really cool. Oh yeah. But yeah, definitely check that out as well if you like Talking Heads at all and haven't heard it, or if you get into them now, enjoy Fear of Music. Yeah, they're a phenomenal live band. Yeah, definitely check out some of those live cuts. Yeah, and you know, even with the recording of these songs, you can tell they're going in there and playing them like a band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of stuff that's super experimental, you can tell like it was all recorded at separate times almost. But this, it definitely sounds like a band playing together with some effects afterwards, maybe. Yeah, gosh. Especially that rhythm section, man. 
Like the, right. their, their chemistry tight. is so good, and with the guitars, like it all just comes together really yeah, well. Very tight rhythms. Very on tight all these. band. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Burn has a bit in his book about like what it means for a band to be tight, just like well rehearsed, good chemistry, stuff right. like that. Totally. Like that's totally them. Yeah, exactly. And Eno, well oiled machine. Yeah. And Eno just puts some finishing touches on. Man, contributes really well. Right. I mean, like, what a great producer for their sound. Like, yeah. I mean, his, his stuff with Bowie is legendary. Oh, I mean, yeah. That, that's such good work. I mean, if you've if you've listened to, you've probably listened to Brian Eno at some point. Yeah. Whether I mean, you know it or if not. you've heard Heroes by Bowie, um, probably Bowie's most popular song with Fripp on it. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, um, that uh, produced by Eno, and that the back half of that album is ambient, which is not entirely done by Eno. A lot of it done by Bowie, but Eno's work. Um, putting right. him up to that basically right and that's why you know it's like low a lot of people think that's the best Bowie album because it has like such great contributions from Brian Eno on mm-hmm. it yeah Brian Eno I, I enjoy his solo stuff too just a brief shout out to his solo work definitely worth checking out definitely another green world has is predominantly instrumentals um, yeah good place to start that's right some, be- some just beautiful little arty rock pieces like song fragment type deal mm. here come the warm jets is just kind of like like post glam almost. This came right after he left Roxy Music. Very successful yeah, where he got glam start. Is in the um, glam rock scene. Yeah, here come the Warm Jets and uh, taking Tiger Mountain. Very cool little like art pop. I don't think I've listened to that one. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are both really cool. As is uh, Before and After Science, which I think came after. I like that. That came after. Lot. That came after this. He was still making. Brian Eno was still making solo rock music. Yeah. Um. Oh, which is very good. I can't say I really listen to ambient music. Uh, obviously, he's considered the forefather of that. Yeah, I've listened to his ambient music. You enjoy it? Yeah. I've listened to the first two. There's four albums that are called, like, Selected. The amb- amb- yeah, ambient amb- series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely worth checking him out. He's a phenomenal yeah. artist. Check out Brian Eno. Check out Talking Heads. I think that's all, Adam. Yeah, I think that's all from me. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Peace. Welcome back to the War at 33 and a Third podcast. I'm Adam Barrow. I'm Benjamin Richardson. And today we're going to be discussing Fear of Music, which is the third album by American rock band Talking Heads. Talking Heads are a punk rock and new wave band from New York City. They're led by lead songwriter and vocalist David Byrne, with Chris France on drums, Tina Wymouth on bass, and Jerry Harrison on keyboards and guitar. Yeah. Also important to note that production on this was primarily handled by the legendary Brian Eno. Of course, Brian Eno. You know him. He's a 